Abandoned old stations of the Pony Express Overgrown trails through the wild west Mustangs are grazing along suburban streams You'll find them all in the Nevada Hello, Nevada and Nevada lovers. This is Matt Brown, editor of Nevada Magazine, coming to you live from the Reno Town Mall for the Nevada Magazine radio show. Come on down to the Reno Town Mall every Friday, 10 to 11 a.m. Get involved in the show, get behind the mic, grab a free issue of Nevada Magazine. Right now, our current January-February 2014 issue has an awesome photo taken by yours truly of the Capitol. (laughs) like that shameless self-promotion um and uh so look for that on newsstands as well and and get involved in the show we've had so many great guests and and we're talking about nevada tourism and nevada history mostly so um lots of guests to go around also wanted to mention the historical nevada book um is available now you can get that on nevadamagazine.com but you can also hear more about it on the Bookhound show today from 11 to 11.30 a.m. on this same station. So just just tune in, keep listening. We're going to have even more on, on Nevada Magazine. Also wanted to mention our Why I Love Nevada campaign. Um, it's pretty simple. We just want to know why you love Nevada. Send me an email to editor at nevadamagazine.com. And that is for possible publication in our November-December 2014 issue. So get involved in that as well. And um, use hashtag EnvyMagLove on social media. And we'll, we'll see your posts there as well. Moving on to our guest today. It is the acting director of the Nevada Historical Society, Sherry Hayes-Zorn. How's it going today? Good. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing great. Thanks for being our guest. And, no, uh, thank you. And uh, we're going to talk about all the exciting exhibits you have there. But before we do that, um, please introduce yourself to listeners and, and tell us how you ended up in Nevada. Well, um, I'm born and raised. Family's up there. But we had a great opportunity when we were finishing up in college. Uh, my husband is a teacher, and he became an English teacher out in Fallon. So we've been here in the state for about 18, 19 years now, and um, I had an opportunity. I worked at the Churchill County Museum for about five years, and the um, curator of the artifacts, um, the registrar's position opened up back in 2001 here at the Nevada Historic Society, and I applied, and I got it. So I've been here um, working with the Nevada Historic Society, the oldest museum, um, for over 12 years, and and it's a great place. It's a little hidden treasure um, that we're really trying to promote and let people know know about it, or if they haven't been there a long time, to you know, come on by. Yeah, and uh, you know, like us, you're a fellow state agency, and and so we have that in common. Um, we all love Nevada history, and tonight. Uh, Friday, January 17th, there's an exciting event at Nevada Historical Society in Reno. Tell us about that. Yeah, we are having um, an exhibit called 150 Years of Nevada Stories, 
gold through collections. Um, it's just a great opportunity for um, the staff to have pulled out these hidden um, uh, collections, these secret items that people maybe have not seen in a long time or have never seen. Uh, and it's, a, it's allowing us to tell different stories that people don't always get to explore in our permanent gallery. Um, and, you know, history passes on and, and people that were prominent at one point, uh, organizations that um, played important roles within the communities as well as the state, um, you know, have faded away. And this is just a great opportunity just to uh, let people take a look and uh, get excited about their pride in Nevada's history. And uh, what what specifically will will be happening tonight? Will people be able to listen um, ab- to you talk about the history of Nevada, or is it going to be more just kind of walk through the exhibit? It's going to be, um, you know, we'll have staff uh, and docents uh, here. It's a free reception from 5 to 7 o'clock, and, uh, and we've got uh, great material, good labels, but, you know, if people have questions, we're, we'll be all around questions about the material and I think it'll just cause people to talk ask questions we've had um, amazing um, feedback saying wow you know uh, it's just so full and and uh, very rich uh, and it was just a great opportunity to pull out quilts and banners uh, for the women's Christian Temperance Union and um, some materials pertaining to the women's suffrage movement. You know, this year um, marks 100 years of uh, of women getting the right to vote here in the state of Nevada. And, um, you know, and we even have um, Governor John Sparks' horn chair out. So we really just, we kind of just wanted to pull things out um, and uh, give people an opportunity to see those things that, you know, people don't get to normally see. But we've also been um, doing a lot of cataloging and and wanting to make collections more available to the public. And we have found some great treasures, uh, even a letter dating 1850 um, from uh, Fremont. And so we have that in the exhibit as well. Yeah, that's that's really exciting, and and we've all been talking about the sesquicentennial. You know, uh, Nevada's 150th birthday is this year, and so a lot of museums ar- around the state are, of course, taking advantage of that opportunity. We're we're doing special editions ourselves, and uh, our March-April 2014 issue that we're working on now will have a lot about women's history in Nevada. And so um, I was particularly interested in that. And and one of the items is a is a vote box from Gold Hill. Yeah, it is actually. Um, there, uh, our director at the time um, and the founder of the Nevada Historical Society was Jean Elizabeth Weir, and she helped create the Equal Franchise Society back in 1910. And um, Ann Martin came back uh, to Nevada and really helped with the women's groups to spearhead and get the it put on the ballot for women to be able to vote, you know, essentially get the right to vote. And so what we have is actually the ballot box from Gold Hill uh, from 1914. So and we have the original log and everything. So it's it's a great piece. And um you know, it's, it's a it's it's a real basic, uh, you know, a plate metal, but it it tells a lot of 
history in itself, and it's just exciting. I, um, I come from a, a, a strong family, you know, of strong women, and um, my grandmother um, was the fifth ordained woman minister in the United States, you know, and, and it's just, um, I, I just really, I find this part of history um, amazing, uh, and what women uh, were trying to do to help with the family, you know, with your Women's Christian Temperance Union, but also just um, making sure um, families were well cared for and if there was orphanages that need to be created, you know. So it was just community um, and being able to have a say. You know, they had say in their home, but then finally being able to have a say, you know, officially, politically. So I, I think it's just a great opportunity to be able to um, show this material. So. For sure, and, and and if you're just tuning in, uh, we mentioned earlier there's an event tonight, uh, Friday, January 17th, at the Nevada Historical Society in Reno, a free reception for the new exhibit celebrating Nevada's 150th birthday. In the way of entertainment, you have several items on display of two prominent entertainers from Nevada. Tell us about that. Oh, absolutely. We have some materials from Emma Nevada, who, um, she was born in 1859 in California, but by 1864, her father, a, a doctor, they moved to Austin, Nevada. And um, by the time she was 12, her mom had passed away, um, but she was very um, musically inclined. So he had sent her off to a seminary to, um, you know, a girl's school for vocal training and and ultimately became an international opera singer and just loved her Nevada roots and and Nevada just loved her and so what we've got in our collection is a beautiful uh, cape that was made in San Francisco um, and what's interesting about this piece it actually has um, gold buttons that have the sphinx on them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so I, I want to do some further research, you know, kind of, you know, you know, you've got your, your people taking, you know, world tours. And so I'm just curious why, why the Sphinx buttons on those, but we, you know, as a side note, but it's a great piece as well as we have a pair of her shoes and, and an opera bag. Uh, the other uh, prominent uh, entertainer is also um, Richard Jose. He, um, traveled west, um, as, I think he was about like 13, 14, and um, became a blacksmith up in Virginia City and, and had an amazing voice as well. And and what we've got of his is a Bible. Um, we don't have his writing desk out, just didn't have space, but um, we have this amazing uh, hand-painted poster. It's large. It's a large piece. And he was just was a really large man, but um, he was really well-known for many songs. But, um, you know, we even have some sheet music about him. And, um, you know, and Nevadans loved him as well. So he, you know, these are just some great entertainers from the past. But, um, you know, we've had amazing people that have come through. Uh, the state, and so we just kind of thought it'd be kind of fun to highlight a few of these kind of hidden gems. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. I'll definitely be there this evening, and and we'll probably post a blog about it and and some more information on our social media. And if you're just tuning in, we are with Sherry Hayes Zorn, acting director of the Nevada Historical Society in Reno. We're coming up on a break now. 
But when we return, we'll talk more about 150 years of Nevada stories told through collections. You are listening to the Nevada Magazine Radio Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Eddie Floyd of America Matters Media and the AM News. I want to tell you how you can get involved and help American heritage, the wild horses and burros. And that's simply by going to WynemaRanch.com, www.WynemaRanch.com. That's W-Y-N-E-M-A Ranch.com. Get involved. There's over 110 wild Mustangs out there at the Wynema Ranch right now. They're being cared for. Special thanks go out to the Reno Mustang Car Club. They were the first ones to actually sponsor a horse out there, a little foal. They named her Shelby. You can do the very same thing. Let's go to WynemaRanch.com. Check out the horses they have there. Get involved. Remember, that's $3 a day. Or, if you'd like a break, it's $30 a month or even better, $300 a year to help out those wild Mustangs at the Wynema Ranch. That's WynemaRanch.com. Hi, this is Marie, the director of Sweet Dreams Academy. As a master's prepared teacher, I'm here to announce that we're accepting applications now for the next session of our pre-kindergarten program. Our professionally designed curriculum for four and five-year-olds incorporates the latest Nevada state standards and includes beginning reading, writing, math, and social skills, all taught through practical application and structured activities in a fun environment. Let us help build the foundation for your child's success in school. Choose the time that best suits your schedule with our two and a half hour classes beginning at either 9 a.m. or 1 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sweet Dreams Academy and 24-7 Child Care offers a wide variety of services to our parents. We're a family-run local business with a well-trained and caring staff located in the Franktown Corners Shopping Center at 2285 Kitsky Lane. For more information, go to sweetdreams24-7.com or call 622-0083 and ask for me, Marie. That's 622-0083. Enroll early. Classes are limited to 10 children per class. Come check out one of the Truckee Meadows' best-kept secrets, the Reno Town Mall. Located across the street from the Atlantis Casino Resort, the Reno Town Mall is just steps from the Reno Sparks Convention Center and is home to a variety of merchants, including a full-service grocery store, food source. Other tenants at the Reno Town Mall include the Washoe County Library, Burlington Coat Factory, Marcel's Bridal, a proper fit footwear, and access to healthcare network. This unique urban mall will fit in perfectly with your busy lifestyle. Stop at the Aroma Club Cafe for your morning coffee or perhaps a quick business lunch at Round Table Pizza. The Reno Town Mall is also home to the Reno Sparks Convention and Visitors Authority, Northern Nevada Job Connect, the Great Works of China Import Store, and America Matters Media. Come join the audience as we record live radio shows. Stop by the Reno Town Mall today for the best Reno has to offer. Tunnels once dug out by candlelight Robert and wranglers and gamblers at night old iron horses bursting with steam jump from the pages of the better Welcome back to the Nevada Magazine radio show. That is the great James Lee Reeves performing Nevada Magazine. If you'd like to hear more of his songs, email me at editor at nevadamagazine.com. If you love Nevada, you need to own his album, I'll Take Nevada. 
And uh, also, come on down to the Reno Town Mall every Friday. We're here from 10 to 11 a.m. You can grab a free issue of Nevada Magazine. And also visit nevadamagazine.com slash Matters to listen to archived episodes. We're, we're up in the 50s now, so there's plenty there. Um, we've, we've talked to people from all over Nevada. So it, it's... It's been fun, and, and we, we discuss Nevada tourism and history, and, and it's a fun time. Today we are with Sherry Hayes-Zorn, Acting Director of the Nevada Historical Society here in Reno. And we're going to continue talking about their new exhibit, 150 Years of Nevada Stories Told Through Collections. Uh, I understand you are pulling rediscovered materials in your collection for this show, including a letter note written by Jean Clemens in 1863. Uh, absolutely. It was, uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, additional cataloging, and, and some of these items, you know, they, they might be like a letter, a single letter. And a lot of times they were under the donor's name. So there may not be an initial you know, click a connection of what's in the folder, you know, as of to the donor. And, and I had read about this for many years in our early biannual report saying that we had this letter from Jenny Clemens, who was Orrin Clemens' um, daughter, who, who, did, who died when they were here in Nevada. And so it's just this great little letter, um, you know, uh, that she's writing to mom and, um, and we include even a photo of her alongside it. Uh, you know, Oren was um, during the Secretary of State when we were still a territory. So, and the brother, of course, you know, Samuel Clemens or Mark Twain. Um, so that's just a great piece. And, and the family actually donated several things through the years and, and some other people. So I'm hoping but before the end of uh, the fall, before the end of the sesquicentennial, is to have a case just dedicated to the Mark Twain family. So. And and that'll definitely be popular because people people love that name and, and they're so fascinated with that. They do, they do. You know, some people say, you know, I've heard a, a quote saying, well, you know, um, Samuel Clemens died and, and and Mark Twain was born here. You know, I I think it's um, just a fascinating history. I mean, we just have so much amazing history here. You know, so you just never know what you're going to find. <laughs> For sure. And then, like you were talking about earlier with history, you know, you just keep learning more and more. You think you know the whole story and then and then different um, details come about. And, and that's what makes it so fun. So are, it does. So. <laughs> are you are you going to be adding to this exhibit as as you go? Or is it what you see tonight is what's going to be on display through May 31st? Correct. Um, we might put one more case of some material, but we've. I've pretty much used every inch of space in my changing uh, hallway gallery and conference room, so <laughs> it's very jam packed. So, um, yeah, it's it's we you know we have uh, history, but then in our conference room we're devoting it to uh, political history with posters, some even hand painted um, uh, signs, you know, banners of a couple candidates running for office and it's just a great way to be able to pull out some of those hidden treasures even Teddy Roosevelt's napkin. Wow, that's it, it I really am excited to see it and and speaking of uh politicians, I understand there are some things pertaining to past Nevada governors. 
We do. Um, we have uh, a, a beautiful portrait of Tasker Audie uh, that, you know, he was our governor as well as a senator. We've pulled out John Sparks' horn chair as well. Uh, that was a wonderful donation um, in honor of our, one of our past governors. Uh, we were hoping to put out Governor Stevenson's sword, but uh, we just didn't have enough room in the case. But that sword, he is one of the governors that actually died in office. Um, but we're going to be using that for the cake ceremony, for cutting the cake, the official mm-hmm. cake cutting ceremony in March. And so I, I think it's a it's very fitting to be able to um, use that piece. But, uh, yeah, we're real lucky of being able to find um, uh, petitions, and we've been finding, um, uh, you know, commissions by several design governors. So it's been very exciting, um, kind of rediscovering, and we were able to get some map cases to do more organization. And, it's you know, I just, I love working here every day. You just never know what you're going to you know, work on. <laughs> yeah, and that, and we feel the same way at Nevada Magazine. You you know, we we research things, and and it's just you you find out stuff that you didn't know, and that's what makes it fun. I'm glad you mentioned the cake because your coworker Heidi has been so helpful with us and giving us information about that. And we'll we'll have a history story about the Centennial Cake in 1964. And also the uh, Battleborn cake that you mentioned um, that's going to be served on March 21st in Carson City. So that'll be in our March-April 2014 issue as well. Yeah, and I know that she just did a, a with Patty Caffred, a, a television program with Tales of Nevada. Um, and I, I believe it will be aired next week, maybe. Um, so, yeah, they've been really a great committee, um, including the lieutenant governor, and it's just very exciting. Uh, you know, um, it was kind of a, a, a joke, at a little bit just saying, hey, Heidi, you want to see this awesome cake they did back in, you know, for the centennial 1964, and she loves to bake, you know? <laughs> you want to take on a cake? And it just it just totally got her excited and to see what could possibly happen and and this great committee and people have been making donations to help, you know, be able to buy the materials for the cake and, you know, just to make it happen. So it's, it's been very exciting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so if someone wants to see the, this exhibit or any of the other um, many exhibits you have, what are, what are the hours at Nevada Historical Society? Well, we are open to the public. Our museum and museum store, Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 5. And then our um, very well-known research library, that is open to the public Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 4. And I've actually used that library a few times myself. It's it's so fascinating to look through all those historical newspaper articles and and so many other things that you have there. And and one of those was the Mazuma flood of 1912. So oh, pretty yes. much pretty much I was able to write my whole story because of your you know extensive archives. And it is yeah. a great place if you're if you're looking for that sort of information. Absolutely. And and there's there's just a lot of people. There's a lot of people that know about us internationally, but there's a lot of people even locally that don't know about us or, you know, maybe came through as a tour as a kid, you know, but haven't been back in years. But uh, definitely an amazing um, repository uh, for the state uh, 
being the largest, you know, we have over 500,000 photos in our collection, over 3,000 manuscripts, thousands of maps. So you you just never know um, what we have if it will, we can find it with your, you know, question. Um, plus, we have all the bound newspapers for the state. So um, it's always great to, and you know, come on in. And if we can't help you, we can at least lead you in the right direction. So. And you wanted to mention a few events, starting with one on February eighth. Oh, absolutely. We are going to have our third annual Turquoise from the Heart uh, sale. That it's a great opportunity if you're looking for something unique, something Nevada. Um, we're we're working with Gloria Smith and her brother, who their family had um, mined in Battle Mountain, the Blue Gem Mine, a beautiful turquoise, and they make amazing jewelry. And uh, we get um, a percentage of the sales to help buy turquoise have it in our gift shop and and it's just something kind of fun for people to come on in and visit us but that same day on that saturday um this is our i think fourth annual uh, we have a, a divorcee movie um in honor of valentine's day it's kind of tongue-in-cheek but at the same time it's some really great classic divorcee movies of course with reno being you know at one point the capital of the divorce capital, and um, and we actually have a lot of people that come each year because it's just kind of fun, you know, being able to see these movies. Um, but the other event uh, we're excited about is uh, we're going to have our 10th annual biennial history conference. Uh, it, the last one we had, I believe, was in 2008, and we're excited about this, uh, that we're using the theme, of course, of Nevada's um, 150th, the sesquicentennial, um, and the, his, the theme is that with Nevada, the Great Basin, the, the West. And we're hoping that we can get um, some great papers so we can put those articles in the quarterly as we keep going forward um, in honor of this year's celebration. Well, thank you so much. This has been great to learn more about the Nevada Historical Society today. And, and just to recap, it's located in Reno on the UNR campus. Um, very easy to find. And uh, tonight, January 17th, is a free reception from 5 to 7 p.m. You can um, get a taste for 150 years of Nevada stories told through collections. This is Nevada's sesquicentennial year, so there will be many of these exhibits around Nevada, but this is going to be one of the better ones, I'm sure. And uh, just really quick, if someone wants more information, where would they go on the web and, and maybe give us a phone number? Absolutely. They can do go to our website at www.nevadaculture.org. Look under Division of Museums and History, and you'll find the Nevada Historical Society tab, or just give us a call at 688-1190, extension zero is our admissions office, and we'll be able to answer any question for you. Well, thank you so much, and have a great rest of your Friday. I will. You too, Matt. Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to the Nevada Magazine Radio Show. We're here every Friday at the Reno Town Mall from 10 to 11 a.m. Come on down, get involved in the show, and grab a free issue. Till next week, thank you so much. The new music revolution at 101.3 Renegade Radio. Now playing in radios everywhere. Preparing fine quality food used to be the secret of trained chefs. But now, with the masher. 
you can make perfect mashed potatoes, squash, guacamole, healthy baby food, cake and brownie mixes, pastries, whipping cream, pancakes and waffle batter, and a lot more. Typical mixes too often overprocess your ingredients and can easily turn your dish into mush. What makes the masher so completely unique and different is its patented rotor cone technology. The masher's low-speed, non-stick rotor pulls the ingredients up through the mesh evenly and consistently mixing your recipe to perfection. Normally $49.95, buy it now at nextgenstore.com for only $39.95 with free shipping and handling. Call us at 888-985-9929 or go to nextgenstore.com. Are you unemployed, looking for a better job? Hey, finding a job has never been trickier. So what better time to get help from the experts at JOIN? JOIN is a private, non-profit job training agency designed to help you gain or improve the skills you need for the local labor market. JOIN provides services in eight branch offices across northern Nevada. Carson City, Elko, Ely, Fallon, Fernley, Winnemucca, and Reno. JOIN also works with local employers to help them find great employees. For more information about how JOIN can help Help you call Irene at 775-336-4450 or come by our office at 1201 Terminal Way on Mondays at 10 a.m. for our weekly orientation sessions. Got job hunting questions? Tune in at 1 p.m. on Fridays and listen to Find a Job Fridays with Lynette and Rini of Join. We'll share the best strategies to find great job opportunities and how to get hired. That's Find a Job Fridays at 1 p.m. Make 2014 the year you start your favorite job ever. Wide bank. Press one for accounts. Two for balance information. Three for give your house back to us department. Four for the we lost your modification application department. Five for the stay on hold forever department. Hello, this is Ivana for close a lot. Can I help you? Hello. Unbelievable. Don't let the bank win. Call 359-1936 today. Hello, I'm attorney Carlin Kidder of the Kidder Law Group, a debtor's rights law firm. Our law firm offers solutions to people who find themselves behind on bills, are hopelessly underwater on their house, and who want to make their financial picture bright again. We offer free consultations. Give us a call and schedule an appointment so that we can come up with a solution that fits you. Once again, that's 359-1936 or visit our website, kidderlawgroup.com. Neon caverns and canyons of light. Jugglers, singers, and dancers in flight. Cowpokes turn poets from all they've seen. Tell their own story in Nevada Magazine. Welcome back to the Nevada Magazine radio show. We are at the Reno Town Mall. We're here every Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. Come on down, get involved in the show, pick up a free issue of Nevada Magazine. Also visit nevadamagazine.com slash nevadamatters to listen to archived episodes of the show. A lot of material there. And... Uh, and also, um, if you're just tuning in, we're doing a campaign right now, Why I Love Nevada. So all you have to do is send me an email to editor at nevadamagazine.com, and that's for possible publication in our November-December 2014 issue, which will have a story, 150 Things We Love About Nevada. So 
or and also send us photos if they pertain because that's that always you know helps with the story um so continuing with our theme today of of art and exhibits um we have amanda horn director of communications for the nevada museum of art here in reno how's it going it's awesome thanks for having me today matt yeah, uh, tradition on, on all the Nevada Matters shows is please introduce yourself to listeners and, and uh, how did you end up in Nevada? Well, um, my, again, my name is Amanda Horn. Um, I'm originally from Texas. I graduated high school in Odessa, Texas, home of Friday Night Lights. That's pretty famous. Everybody seems to know what that is. Um, I started out at the University of Texas in Austin. And after traveling, living in Mexico for a while, traveling around the country, um, living in the Bay Area, I ended up moving to Reno. I had first come here because of Burning Man, actually, um, way back in the late 90s, um, not it was very different then than it is now. <laughs> and I really fell in love with Nevada. It kind of had that, especially Reno. It, I love the climate. I love the air. I love that there's a lot to do, but it's not super crazy and crowded. And I really just wanted to move here and made that happen. And then I um, ended up getting a degree from the University of Nevada, Reno in journalism. And so I'm a proud alum from that, from that fa- fantastic school. And uh, here I am at the Nevada Museum of Art now. Nice. And, and congrats. I know you took over the position pretty recently. So congrats on that. And, and by different, you mean Burning Man was different in the late <laughs> 90s or just Nevada in general? You know, I think both Reno and Burning Man were different in the late 90s. It's been pretty awesome to see how, how much we've changed um, and how much we've grown and over that period of time. And, and I think it's pretty awesome, you know, to see that the whole downtown redevelopment, Midtown coming about. I mean, it was definitely not like that when I first came here. And so it's pretty cool to see that and to see this place infused with a lot of passion and passion for the arts. You know, I was very excited to see Art Town and to learn about that and to be um, a spectator first involved with the initiative and to really learn over time how much Reno really values art and culture. And I think that's a little kind of unknown fact. A lot of people don't really know that they, they look at us and they think we're only defined by our casinos. And even though we love them and they're a great part of our of our culture here, that's not what defines us. And I think that that's pretty awesome to, to learn. And I love telling people that. Yeah, and whenever we've had, you know, whether it be Susan Boscoff from Nevada Arts Council or, or someone or Rachel Milan, you know, who used to be with the Nevada Museum of Art, I've, I've always said that, that, you know, Reno or Nevada in general is not known for its arts, but, it, but even, you know, in the rural towns, we have some great art institutions and opera houses and shows and events. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. And we met recently. There's a ton going on at Nevada Museum of Art. So I'm kind of just going to let you talk about, you know, all the stuff you have going on this year. And and then eventually um, the sesquicentennial exhibit you guys are going to have. Yes, absolutely. Well, I first want to start out by saying that if people have never visited the Nevada Museum of Art or if it's been a while, um, really a great time to come and check us out is every second Saturday we have free admission for the entire public and we have what we call a hands-on second Saturday which are hands-on art activities and lots of family-oriented and children-oriented projects so it's always themed this past 
um, one, which was last Saturday, was for the Lunar New Year and celebration. It's the year of the horse we're coming on to. And so the kids were doing watercolor horse paintings and making dragon puppets. And there's always storytelling in the galleries. And it's a really fun time for the whole family. And so that's a really great opportunity to come and check it out. And it's risk-free, as we say. Um, it's it's completely free. So you can come down and really, well, I think once people get in the doors for the museum and realize how much we have and and what we do um, that they're pretty impressed and then they come back over and over again um, a lot of museums really kind of focus mostly on their exhibitions they, they do about 90% exhibitions 10% education and we like to say that we flip that script a lot and that we really focus on 90% education and 10% exhibitions and we have a fantastic museum school that has a variety of art classes there's like 60 plus every every quarter from watercolor to bookmaking uh, drawing all different levels and so for kids and teenagers um, as well as adults and seniors. We have several different art classes designed for to really pique your interest. Um, I'm excited I signed up or I'm on a waiting list for a botanical illustration one. I've never drawn. I've, I've been a performance artist, but drawing has not been my forte. So now I'm my 2014 art resolution is to step outside of my comfort zone and take some new art classes. And I really encourage people out there to do that. I think we have a great a great forum for that. We have mosaic classes and really a fantastic museum school. And some of them are just one or two day classes. Some of them will be a series over a few weeks. So it really just depends what you're looking for and what you want. But I definitely um, recommend people to check out the museum school classes. So the director of communications is on a waiting list. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that tells you this is in high demand. And, and no, is. but it is, it is, you know, worth pointing out that it's not just about the exhibits and, and those are the highlights, but then, and, and also, you know, um, for all ages and, and, uh, we put together a pretty extensive events listings listing for our magazine. And, you know, whenever I go on the Nevada museum of art website, it's just, it's got a ton of stuff going on. So Absolutely. I, I understand there's a new exhibit opening tomorrow, January 18th. That's correct. Saturday, January 18th, we are opening an exhibit from a Santa Barbara-based painter named Patricia Chidlaw. And this particular exhibit is called The Realm of the Commonplace. And she really, I, I love Chidlaw's work. Um, she paints what we call urban lands, landscapes. So she really um, finds interest in the kind of forgotten places that the rest of us tend to ignore like coffee shops and laundromats junkyards even um pretty cool stuff and definitely different so that opens um that opens again tomorrow which is saturday january 18th and so i encourage people to come in and check it out it'll be up through june but um never there's it's always the best time to go is today as we say and um in march sometime in march chidlaw will also be hosting what we call an art bite which is a conversation with the artist. She'll come in. It's a brown bag lunch. We do those about every other Friday, um, sometimes once a month, but we try to do them a couple times a month at noon. And that's a great time to come in and learn a little bit. Usually, you know, talk with the artist if the, if the artist is available and learn some stuff. And there's also a music brunch on yes. Sunday, January 19th. Yes. Um, the Sunday music brunch is very popular and we are, 
um, they've been we've been hosting them for about 10 years and excitingly enough starting in February uh, it will now be Shay Louie presents Sunday Music Brunch Shay Louie is the Mark Estes uh, new restaurant that has opened recently in the Nevada Museum of Art and they are going to be offering Sunday Music Brunch every Sunday which is a very exciting development with a variety of musical guests it will go 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, but this this particular Sunday is our Sunday Music Brunch and um, KN PR, um, KUNR rather, is our media sponsor for that. So come on down. It's very exciting to check out. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, just this weekend, there's a ton going on and, and it seems to be pretty much every weekend for you guys. Yeah, we, we tend to have a lot. We, we love our events and we love to pack things in. So there's always something to do on the weekends at the museum. It's a great time to come down with your family. Um, again, we have the Sunday music brunches. Um, we have a lot of event programming. Uh, we show films at the Nevada Museum of Art, which people don't realize we have a theater there. So twice a month or so, we show films on Sunday afternoon. And Colin Robertson, who's our curatorial, um, educational curatorial director, he organizes those films and they're really fantastic, the things that he brings in. And they he themes them around our exhibits. So we had a big Toulouse-Lautrec exhibit recently, and so we were showing a lot of French films, um, which has been pretty cool. And we have some short film series coming up in February. So we're excited about that. Um, also in February, we have a Phyllis Schaefer exhibit opening, and Phyllis Schaefer is actually based in South Lake Tahoe. So we're really excited to have a regional artist um, that has done extraordinary work over the last couple of decades. Schaefer is actually a teacher. At, she teaches art at Lake Tahoe Community College. Um, so that's pretty cool as well. And she has a feature ex exhibition opening in the gallery. It's the largest exhibition of her work to date. So it's really a survey of her work over the course of her journey as an artist. And her early work is very different from the landscapes that she paints now. But people, when they come out to see the exhibit, will recognize a lot of the places. Um, she's a what we call a plain air painter. So she paints outside in the environment um, rather than taking a picture and painting from a photograph. So being in South Lake, she has a lot of amazing landscapes to paint. So you'll see Hope Valley, you'll see the Upper Truckee. She has several um, paintings of Yosemite. So that's going to be an awesome exhibition. And again, that opens February 8th. And we have a farm to table dinner for that as well. Awesome. Well, we, we are with Amanda Horn, Director of Communications at Nevada Museum of Art here in Reno. And when we come back after this commercial break, we'll keep talking about all the fun events and exhibits they have. You're listening to the Nevada Magazine radio show. We came to start a revolution. Your life, as it has been, is over. 101.3. Renegade Radio. Hey, it's 8 o'clock. It's time to get trivia underway. Trivia is hot. Who is this country girl? We got this. Everybody likes to use their brain. Sitcoms. What transport company does Doug Hepperman work for on King of Queens? Major League Baseball. What Major League Baseball Hall of Famer went by the nickname The Hawk? Hi, this is Toby. I'm the general manager for Little Waldorf Saloon. We do trivia every Monday and it has become a huge success. It brings us a variety of players and many have become regulars because of trivia. People from all ages can play DJ trivia. It's fun, free, and each week the top three placing teams win credit for free food and drinks. I was looking for something different to do with my friends and we found DJ trivia. It's become our weekly hangout and the more varied our team the better we do each week dj trivia is looking for other locations to host games so if you are a bar or restaurant owner looking for an easy way to raise revenues during off-peak hours or if you are just looking for something fun to do with your friends go to djtrivia.com for information on all our locations dj trivia leagues and more there's bound to be a game near you DJ 
Leave your footprint in the neighborhood you serve with Charter Media's new smart targeting. Promote your business to the entire Reno market or focus on your local neighborhood. This cutting edge technology enables you to reach the right customers with the right message based on where they are, who they are, and what they like. Visit chartermedia.com slash footprint for more information. Charter Media, long live your business. Hi, this is Dennis Romeo with America Matters Media, and have we got an advertising package for you. Every day you'll get a 60-second radio advertisement, and every day a daily post on our popular Facebook page. You get this for only, wait a minute, it says $150, is that right? It is right. Okay, for only $150, you can get all that. Contact us at America Matters Media or call us at 775-384-4444. I can't believe it's only $150. Hey, baby boomers, are you feeling stuck regarding your adult kids? Maybe you have a 20-something who's living at home and not contributing to the household. Or you're getting hit up for money again and again, and it's never being repaid. You love your child and you want to help. You do. Psychotherapist Linda Herman brings answers to thousands with her new book, Parents to the End, How Baby Boomers Can Parent for Peace of Mind, Foster Responsibility in Their Adult Children, and Keep Their Hard-Earned Money. Featured on radio, TV, PBS, Forbes, and The Wall Street Journal, Parents to the End is striking a chord internationally. Ms. Herman's book provides a practical and compassionate roadmap for boomers who expect to be carefree at this point in their lives, but are experiencing a different reality. Psychologist Dr. Thomas Phelan says... The advice here is priceless. Order now at parentstotheend.com and get a signed hardback copy, plus a free poster of the Bill of Rights for Parents of Adult Children. Again, that's parentstotheend.com. Except for casinos, little has changed. A weathered log cabin still home on the range. The best of the Wild West, bold and serene I'll come to life in Nevada Magazine All right, welcome back to the Nevada Magazine radio show. We are here at the Reno Town Mall every Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. Come on down, get involved in the show, grab a free current issue of Nevada Magazine. Otherwise, you have to buy it on newsstands, so that's incentive to come on down and and meet the great Eddie Floyd <laughs> and crew. Um, they have a lot of fun down here and, and have several amazing shows. Um, back to our guest, Amanda Horn, Director of Communications at Nevada Museum of Art. One thing that I always brag about at Nevada Magazine is this is our 78th year, and a lot of people don't realize that. We started in 1936 as Nevada Highways and Parks. We've always been the official state magazine but you have us beat. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we um, go back over 80 years and were actually originally founded in 1931 by Dr. James Church. Um, several people will recognize his name from the University of Nevada, Reno, where there is the Church Fine Arts Building. And that's because Dr. Church was an early climate scientist, a humanist, and a lover of art. He actually is responsible for that snowpack measuring um, system that we use up on Mount Rose. 
Heroes. He was the first person to do that. And so it's pretty cool. And He would be very disappointed this year. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, so, yes. Unfortunately, yes. Those, uh, those pray for snow parties. We just need, we have, we have to have a lot more. We need those, some more but, snow dances, right? Yeah, or something. I don't know work. what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we, it's pretty cool that really our deep roots go back to really this connection between art and environment and science and art. And people don't always draw those connections, but I think throughout the course of history, they've been a lot more connected than people really realize um, kind of when they think about it at first glance. And so we're very proud to have that deep root Nevada history. And yeah, and we've come a long way since then for, for certain. And now we are the only accredited art museum in the state of Nevada, which is a pretty big deal. Less than 5% of all museums are accredited. So that puts us on par with, you know, the MoMA and the Denver Art Museum and the Dallas Art Museum and, and museums of that that stature. So we think we're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that is great. And, and if you're just tuning in, we were talking about earlier, you know, that is not what you're going to find at the top of the list for stereotypes of Reno is right. this this art mecca, but it but it certainly is that. And Nevada Museum of Art is a main part of that. And there is an exhibit based on um, where the wild things are coming yes. up in February. Actually, it opens March first, and so um, it is. It is called Maurice Sendak. 50 Years, 50 Works, 50 Reasons. And Maurice Sendak is the acclaimed children's author and illustrator. And yes, Where the Wild Things Are is what he is best known for. And so this is actually an exhibit in celebration of the 50th anniversary of the publication of that book. So it's pretty cool. It's a touring exhibit. So we're happy that we are one of the only places on the West Coast where this exhibit will, will be on display. It will only be here for six weeks. So people really have to put it on their calendar and come down and see it. And this is actually the first exhibit curated by our education department. And what that means is that it's very program heavy. And so they've really done a fantastic job at putting together um, themed events, uh, workshops. Um, there's even going to be a teen art night, a wild rumpus pajama party. For those of you who are familiar with the book, you'll recognize that. Max tells everyone to have a wild rumpus now. And so we are having a pajama party, which um, it involves a film screening of the, the new version of the film that came out a few years ago. And that will be, um, I believe, on March 21st. So you can always go to nevadaart.org org to check out our full calendar of listings there's so much going on all the time it's really worth it to check out and definitely we encourage people to sign up for our e-blast and our newsletter because we do a good job we don't spam you we send out um information um, depending on what list you sign up for you get it once a week or once a month depending on what kind of information that you want but we send out kind of what's happening to keep people to keep things top of mind for people what are some more exhibits coming up throughout the year or maybe even events i believe there's an art and environment conference there right is here, right? there is and as i was mentioning a few minutes ago um, about our deep roots in art and environment um that's really positioned us to have what we call the Center for Art and Environment, which is 
kind of an academic institution that lives within the walls of the Nevada Museum of Art. It's pretty amazing the work that they do in there. I'm always blown away. I'm like, where am I? Who are these people? Um, they're really brilliant. And we have research fellows and scholars that come from all over the world to study the archives that our director of that um, center, Bill Fox, has acquired. And every th three years, we have a Center for Art and Environment conference. So this will be our third one. And it's really an international conference. Um, people will come from all over to attend. One of the most recognizable names that will be there is the artist Maya Lin. She also has an exhibit opening at the same time. And Maya Lin actually built a Vietnam War Memorial um, wall in Washington, D.C. That's kind of what she was best known for. But that was sort of at the beginning of her career. And since then, she's gone on to do some amazing things and is very interested in climate change. And so we'll be speaking at the conference along with a lot of other people. But um, I think people will know Maya. And, and anyone can attend that, um, that pays or is it more of a yeah, there is a ticket price associated, so I don't have all of those details at the moment, but we'll be posting them soon and releasing information about that. But it, it does go over three days. It's October 9th, 10th, and 11th. So there are other ways to attend besides attending the entire conference. We are also going to be simulcasting it in Las Vegas. Um, so there's other opportunities for people to to view what's going on and participate and then come see the exhibitions that we're doing in conjunction with the with the conference. Um, also, in May of this year, we have a big exhibit um, called Doris Duke's Shangri-La. Um, that's a pretty amazing collection of Islamic artworks. Um, a lot of people don't really know anymore who Doris Duke is, but some of the older people in the audience listening might. Doris Duke was the tobacco heiress of the Duke family, um, for which now Duke University is named that same. At one point in time, she was the richest woman in the entire world, but she was a huge philanthropist and kind of a feminist, too, before her time. And in the 1930s, she built a home in Hawaii called Shangri-La because she had toured on her honeymoon honeymoon places like Morocco and all through the Middle East and became very fascinated with Islamic art and became a collector, an amazing collector. And we have a touring exhibition of several pieces of work and also contemporary art that artists who have come to study at her home in Shangri-La have, have produced um, their take on you know the history that's there and so it's a mixture of old relics and contemporary art um, we are the only place on the west coast besides LA that's going to have the exhibition on view and that comes with a big party a big costumed party um, that will be happening on May 31st nice and and that's one thing that always sticks out to me with the Nevada Museum of Art is the diversity of exhibits and and uh, we, you know, 2014, all across the state of Nevada, we're celebrating our 150th birthday. And uh, you also have an exhibit coming up. I mean, it's it's pretty far down the road now, but tell us what you can about that. Yes, that will be called From Territory to State, and it opens August 2nd and runs just past Nevada Day, uh, so to the first weekend in November. And this will be a, we're working with the Library of Congress um, in Washington, D.C. right now to procure some items for that exhibition. Um, so that will be pretty amazing to check out early statehood documents and other things of that nature that have a historical connection to our 
Battleborn State. And we also will have a big party, a costume <laughs> fair for that event as well, which will be the day after a Nevada day. So that's November 1st, which is the Saturday evening. And those costume affairs are open to the public and they're really fun. Um, for those of you who got a chance to come out to our masquerade at Moulin Rouge, it was a wild success. We had about 500 people there, um, all in costumes. We love to wear costumes here in <laughs> Reno. Um, <laughs> we don't know why that is, but uh, we love it and we love to see people in it. It really makes it a lot of fun. So not just the Santa pub crawl. It's, nope, it's, not just the <laughs> not just the pub crawls. <laughs> no, and and you guys do definitely have a lot of fun, and and we're getting close to the finish line here. My mom is a big Frida Kahlo fan. Yes, and so there's an exhibit going on right now um, that features her art as well. Yeah, so this is actually a collection of Kahlo's personal photographs. So it really gives a private look into the artist's life. But the one thing I want to say about the Frida Kahlo exhibition, which is on display through February 16th, which is a Sunday, is this is part of our El Arte initiative. So the Nevada Museum of Art really prides itself on reaching out to the Hispanic and Latino communities. And we have several exhibitions a year that um, pay homage to Latino works and of Hispanic heritage. We have one opening in May from Alfredo Ramos Martinez as well, which was a contemporary of Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera. Um, so yeah, we're really excited about that. Um, it gives us a lot of diversity and really opens up um, to a lot of a, a new section of art that a lot of people aren't familiar with here. And uh, one more time, if someone wants more information about the Nevada Museum of Art here in Reno, where do they go? Our website is nevadaart.org. So just look us up and find us online. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We keep you up to date. And we have lots of fantastic things going on. If you want to talk to someone, you can call 775 Three two nine three 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 three. That will get you to the main museum number, and you can ask them all manner of questions. Um, we are open Wednesday through Sunday, ten to six. On Thursdays, we're open late until eight p.m. And we do have a fantastic uh, restaurant that offers lunch and brunch and dinner on Thursday nights, and that is Shea Louis. Thank you so much. We've had a great show today. Amanda Horn, Director of Communications at Nevada Museum of Art, as well as the Nevada Historical Society. This is the Nevada Magazine radio show every Friday, 10 to 11 a.m. at the Reno Town Mall. Come on down, get involved in the show, grab a current issue, and until next time, thank you so much. Since 1936, the Silver State's been seen Through the lenses and senses of Nevada Magazine Six times a year in Nevada Magazine